Welcome everyone to episode five of Things That Move Me, the podcast about inspiration. My name is Ali Khan, and as always, I'll be your host and your guide on this great adventure. Things That Move Me is the podcast about inspiration. We'll be taking a look at the moments that move us and why they do so. Inspiration can come in many forms, film, theater, books, music, TV, history, the list goes on and on and on. We'll be taking a detailed look at every one of these forms of inspiration and many more. Every fortnight on the show, I'll give you a little bit of context to that week's form of inspiration. I'll talk to you about why it inspired me and I'll leave you, the listener, with some key takeaways so you can bring that form of inspiration into your everyday life. This week on the show, we've got a very special episode. We'll be talking about Imran Khan. The former Pakistani cricket captain, World Cup winner, Oxonian, and indeed Prime Minister of Pakistan. It's going to be a very interesting episode and we'll be looking at Imran Khan through the lens of the documentary that was done about him entitled Imran. It was done by Sky Sports and hosted by the former England cricket captain and now sports journalist Mike Atherton. But before we dive into this episode, I just want to say thank you to the incredible listenership of Things That Move Me. We're growing every day. We've now got people listening in 15 countries and counting. So thank you to everyone. And if just a quick reminder as well that if you're enjoying the show, please don't hesitate to hit the follow button on whatever platform you listen to. But for now, buckle up, strap in, sit back and join us on this exploration of inspiration. Yes, indeed. It's going to be a very interesting episode today of Things That Move Me. So let's dive straight in, shall we? Imran. So Imran Khan is a very interesting figure. He came into my life, I would say, probably about five or so years ago. And he's been an incredible source of inspiration ever since. I would say that there's a, there's a certain quality about him that I really, really uh, admire. And that's that's the, the idea of the sort of romanticism of an adventurer. That individual who is willing to kind of venture into the unknown, slay the dragon, master the craft, go on great journeys, discover interesting things, have a wonderful, fascinating, interesting experience, and then ascend to a higher level of, of understanding, a higher level of a cognition, a higher level of experience of life, I would say. And that's kind of Imran Khan, you know, and his journey, and I'll go into it in a second, is evident of that. And as an individual going on my own adventure journey, to see, an in, to see a person go on this kind of interesting journey has always been very inspiring to me. And there's a sort of a magical quality around Imran that I think really helps him stand apart 
And I think Peter Oborn, um, the great journalist's quote about Imran Khan really sort of captures the idea that Imran Khan is the closest thing that cricket has ever produced in terms of a historical figure. And I think that's a really interesting place to start. So let's jump straight in. So Imran, which is the documentary I'm using as the sort of source contextual contextual device upon which to jump off here, is a documentary produced by Michael Atherton for Sky Sports, which, Sky Sports, which chronicles the life of Imran Khan, World Cup winning cricket captain and former Prime Minister of Pakistan. It first aired, aired for Sky Television during the Pakistan-England Test Series in 2016. It chronicles... It chronicles Imran Khan's journey from Oxonian cricketing superstar to World Cup winning cricket captain for his beloved Pakistan, philanthropist and then would-be Prime Minister of Pakistan. Now, the documentary was set slightly before Imran's actual ascent to, to Prime Minister of Pakistan, which he did over a four-year term from 2018 to 2022. The documentary was the winner of Best Television Sports Factual uh, or Feature at the 2016 British Sports Journalism Awards and is seen to date uh, is seen as to date the best documentary done on the life of Imran Khan. Now, if we were to do a little bit of a quick biography of Imran, he was born on the 5th of October 1952 in Lahore in Pakistan. He graduated from the University of Oxford in 1975. He played international cricket for Pakistan from 1971 to 1992. He played until 1992 indeed and served as the team's captain intermittently between 82 and 92, winning the Cricket World Cup in 1992, Pakistan's only victory in that competition. He's considered by many as one of the crickets of one of cricket's great all-rounders and was later inducted into the ICC Cricket Hall of Fame. He founded the Pakistani Tariqi and Saf PTI movement in 1996. Now, the movement for justice is the sort of uh, English equivalent of what that means. And it's essentially a political party that in the 2018 general election became the largest in the Pakistani National Assembly, seeing Imran ascend to the position of Pakistani prime minister. With that context given, let me let me dive in now to the areas of Imran Khan's life and the features of him as a person which inspired me. Now, I'm fascinated by this cavalierian romantic, to be honest. I, I find him a kind of an artistic adventurer, someone who's had sort of three separate lives to date. I'm going to focus mostly on the cricketing achievements of Imran Khan because that's where I feel some of the more interesting, inspiring areas of his life lie. And somewhere where you can really see the artist coming out as well. The first thing I would say about Imran Khan that's very exciting and very interesting and very inspiring is that he lives a life of passion. Now, for me, I would say that I live a life of passion. I've created a life around my passion um, and my passion happens to be acting. And everything I do in life contributes to me creating that life around being an actor. And that includes this podcast where I get to connect with all of ye, the wonderful listeners of Things That Move Me and perform for ye. Imran Khan is interesting to me because he lives that life of passion as well. Now, in my opinion, there's an equation to, to creating a life of passion. Now, it starts with self-compassion. Then it goes to authenticity. From there, you can identify your passion. From there, construct a compelling vision around that passion and creating a life around that passion. And then the last step, is creation, creation of that life around your passion. Now, Imran Khan is interesting because he went through this journey, in my opinion. 
after engaging in a distinct period of self-compassion and self-understanding, he, 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 he had a clear sense of himself, of who he was as a person. His passion and his craft was cricket. He identified this quite early on and exhibited total commitment to that passion. Now, what's interesting about Imran Khan is that he brings a huge clarity to his actualization and achievement of goals. And I find that the individuals who tend to be the most inspiring, who tend to have sort of a real way about them, you could say, a charisma, a magic, those individuals tend to have huge clarity around identifying what their passion is and how they go about creating it. Now, it's without doubt that Imran Khan became a master of his form. And in many ways, one of the features of becoming a master is artistry, innovation, creation. And I think a small example here uh, is pertinent in this regard. Imran Khan is an artist when it comes to fast bowling. Initially, he began his career when he was at the University of Oxford as an in-swinging bowler. Now, those of you who know cricket know that what's coming next is incredibly difficult. Imran Khan completely re-engineered his bowling action in order to become a fast bowler. Now, that is almost impossible for an established cricketer playing at the highest level to do. It is a huge, huge commitment because it, what it requires is essentially re-engineering muscle memory and constru constructing a new product offering or a value offering to the game. Now, not only did Imran Khan do this, but he became one of the best exponents of fast bowling around the world. And he took what was then a relatively unknown art and made it mainstream. And that art was reverse swing. Now, those of you who, again, who might, may or may not know cricket would understand that innovating within any sport is very, very difficult. And what Imran Khan did was he effectively took an art form within cricket, which was fast bowling and swing bowling, and he innovated on top of that. He capitalised on lessons from the past and brought it forward. And essentially what he did was engineer a way in which he could utilise atmospheric conditions, the condition of the cricket ball itself, as well as the conditions of the state of play of the game to be able to create magic from nothing. The way reverse swing, and I won't go into too much of the technicalities of it because it can be quite technical and for those people who don't aren't too familiar with cricket, potentially quite boring. But essentially what he did was engineer a way in which when there is nothing happening in the game, he can create magic using atmospheric conditions and the condition of the ball. Through his commitment to this art form, he helped Pakistan become more competitive within the cricket domain. Now, it was one of the features and the other features I'll go into in a second. But this innovation was crucial to Pakistan developing an edge on other teams in the fast bowling department and helped them in their success over the, over the tenure of his period as not just Pakistani cricket player, but also captain. Now, he didn't just re-engineer his bowling action. He also built a team, built a cricket team around his image, around his leadership skills. Now, he had 
This was the other huge contribution he gave to the game. He revolutionised the way leadership within cricket could be conducted. He had incredible oratorial skills. He had incredible capacity to create atmosphere, to create passion, to create... He had an incredible competitive drive. But in a free-flowing and free-forming way, you got the sense with Imran Khan that he was a man, not a boy. And he became a man over the course of his first 10 years playing cricket for Pakistan, took on the captaincy around the time he was about 30, stepped into that manhood, stepped into that leadership. In a time where the sport was calling out for characters, he stood tall, even back then. At a time when there was a myriad of characters, going back to the great leaders of, we'll say, the West Indies cricket team with Vivian Richards and Clive Lloyd, or the great Indian teams with Capel Dev, or Australia with Alan Border, New Zealand with Richard Hadley, England with Ian Botham. The list can go on and on and on and on. But here was a man who stood head and shoulders above the rest. A leader among leaders. A king among kings. There's a great story in the 1992 <laughs> Cricket World Cup final where he comes out to do the toss. And typically what you might wear is a sort of a blazer that with your with your country's colours. But he came out to the toss in this massive jumper that essentially had a huge tiger on the front of it. And Graham Gooch, who was the England captain at the time, was completely blown away by this. He said, what is going on with this guy? Why has he got a huge tiger on his chest? And the interviewer asks him after the toss and he says, Imran, why have you got a huge tiger on the front of your chest? And Imran Khan says, well, you know, the team has been going through a bit of a down period during the course of this tournament, but we've rallied in the latter part of the tournament. We've rallied in the way a cornered tiger might rally. And that's the mantra recently. That's the, mo that's the motto. That's the way in which I have this team set up. And that is the way in which I want us to play today, like cornered tigers. So the Lion of Pakistan was urging his team to play like cornered tigers. So straight away you see the oratorical skills, you see the emotion, you see the imagery, you see the kind of sense of magic, the cavaliering romantic who is out to, 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 to slay the dragon, to win the quest and to become a world champion. And a world champion Pakistan did become. The other thing about Imran that's really interesting, I think, is there's a sense of a, a romantic adventurer, particularly in his life as a cricketer. There's an, there's an adventurousness to him. There's a physicality to him in an outdoor way. In a kind of a healthy way of him engaging with the world around him. In, in, in engaging with the atmosphere. And sort of moving through it with a sort of a magical quality that he sort of emanates and creates as he moves through it. This inspired me greatly. I found Imran to be an incredibly charismatic figure. And he was an individual for me who I could relate to. I remember when I was a student at the University of Oxford, I would have, I had a poster of Imran Khan up on my wall. And it was something that I kept there along with other great figures that inspire me like Daniel O'Connell or John F. Kennedy or Theodore Roosevelt or Franklin Roosevelt or, you know, John Nash or Alan Turing or... 
Marilyn Brando, you know, individuals that inspire me as a as an individual, as an adventurer, as an actor. And the thing about Imran is because for me, one of the things that I really love about acting is the capacity to be able to engage with your audience and create an atmosphere of magic that they can enjoy, you can enjoy, and that sort of inspires people and elevates them. And so when I watched, you know, you watch, go back and you watch clips of, of Imran or you watch this documentary about Imran, you know, you see that he was doing this. That the cricket pitch was not for him just a just a playing pitch or a surface upon which he can go and compete. No, this was a theatre. This was a performance. He was creating a performance. Magic. To Imran Khan, the cricket pitch was his stage. And you were going to go on that ride with him. And he was going to take you to heights that you never thought were possible. True, true magic. There's a magic to this. There's a courage to this. Being on the edge, pushing boundaries, creating around him not just the greatest team in world cricket, but also imbuing within this team a sense of magic and creating a show for people so they could then engage with this magic and in the process be inspired. Now, the last aspect of, of Imran Khan that I want to, to highlight as very interesting is that of the sort of renegade, the rebel, the outlier. And that sort of adds to his, his sort of romantic, cavaliering, adventurer um, nature. Here you have a maverick who beats to his own drum, doesn't care what other people think of him, follows his own intuition, his own opinion. Here's an individual who broke the two-party system within Pakistan and became prime minister of the country. He's also very thoughtful as an individual and, and, and that is true about any issue he tackles. He has a passion for social equality and helping the, the poor and less well-off uh, individuals within society. He fostered a sense of social mobility through the creation of Shokat Khanum Memorial Cancer Hospital and Research Centre, as well as the creation of Nam Namal College, a, a technical um, university that he created for people to upskill themselves and, and be able to create a life for themselves uh, in broader society. But again, as an individual, you see this person who is guided by a sense of justice, guided by a sense of uh, doing good in the world and creating social mobility and social equality, but also guided by just a sense of adventure and magic and wishing to create something wonderful and take, a, take advantage of this opportunity that is life to live it to the fullest. And to live with passion. And that sense of living with passion is something that really resonated with me. Which is why I'm talking about Imran Khan today. Which is why I would consider him one of my heroes. Because he lives with passion. I live with passion. And I love my life. 
gives me a huge sense of contentment, a huge sense of excitement, a compelling, magical quality that exists every day. And I believe that's possible for anybody. And that's where I want to end the show today, with that takeaway. For you, the listener of Things That Move Me. There is an equation to living a life with passion. That equation starts with self-compassion, self-care and self-love. From there, it goes to authenticity and getting a deep sense of who you are and an awareness of self. From there, you can identify your passion in life. And what I would say to you is identify a passion that you love for the sake of loving it. Not for status, not for money, not for anything else. Love something for the sake of loving it. Make it a true, true love. That love for me is acting. From there, construct a compelling vision to create your life around your passion. And then the last part of the equation is to create your life around that passion. Now, there is a courage required to create a life of passion. But my challenge to you, dear listener, is to have the courage to create that life of passion. So the challenge I would give to you, my dear listener, is to have the courage to create a life of passion. It does require a huge degree of courage. But I'll leave you with a quote from another one of my heroes, Theodore Roosevelt, which may, I hope, inspire you on this journey of courage towards creating a life of passion for yourself. The quote is as follows. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Be the person in the arena. Do not be, as Thoreau said, a person living a life of quiet desperation. Have the courage to enter the arena. Have the courage to live a life of passion. Because if you do, your soul will not be with those cold and timid ones. No, your soul will be among the gods. And you will create for yourself a life of passion.